0: Hi, this is Denise Maranatha from PsalmsCast, bringing great tidings of joy with our bonus podcast each day through December 24th. This month is, for many, the most wonderful time of the year, but for others, it's a time to just journey through the struggle. Expectations are set high, and it is easy to get caught up in all of the chaos and all of the drama of various traditions. For we who know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, these last 1700 years, December 25th has been designated as Jesus' birthday. That's why some people say Jesus is the reason for the season. Oh friends, there is so much more to the story than a babe in a manger, nativity scenes, and all the church traditions. Jesus is the reason, period, all day and every day. So in order to honor the true ministry of why Jesus was born into our world, each night you will hear one chapter of the book of Luke. It is a unique testimony of Jesus' life, his ministry, and the how and why that he is our Lord, he is our Messiah, and through him every single one of us can be set free, free of the chains that bind and certain eternal death. The point in sharing this each night is to invite the Lord into your life so that he can unpack how following Jesus can change everything going forward from today. Each day I try to do a brief recap of the previous day's chapter just so that you know where we were and where we are going. So yesterday we were in Luke 19. And in that chapter, this is where Jesus calls Zacharias out of the tree and invites him into his house. And y'all, we get to see what true repentance looks like. Also, Jesus tells a parable of what it's going to be like for the kingdom of God. And yes, for those whose minds are open to what the Spirit is saying, it is a clear picture of what will happen when Jesus comes back and how he is going to look to us as to how we invested ourselves and where our priorities lie and last it was the triumphal entry the last time jesus arrives in jerusalem before he is crucified and jesus as he comes as a king and everybody's worshiping him laying down palm fronds and their coats for him to walk on or for the donkey to walk on jesus weeps over jerusalem why is he weeping because he knows for certain what the outcome will be for Jerusalem and yes it did come to pass and Jesus also goes into the temple and he cleanses the temple he throws out all the money changers so that brings us up to where we are for today we are in Luke chapter 20 and I am reading from the Living Bible you might hear some additional snuffling and moving around because the dogs are in here while I am a recording Luke 20 On one of those days, when he was teaching and preaching the good news in the temple, he was confronted by the chief priests and other religious leaders and councilmen. They demanded to know by what authority he had driven out the merchants from the temple. I'll ask you a question before I answer, he replied. Was John sent by God, or was he merely acting under his own authority? They talked it over among themselves. If we say his message was from heaven, then we are trapped because he will ask, Then why didn't you believe him? If we say John was not sent from God, the people will mob us, for they are convinced that he was a prophet. Finally, they replied, We don't know. And Jesus responded, Then I won't answer your question either. Now he turned to the people again and told them this story. A man planted a vineyard and rented it out to some farmers and went away to a distant land to live for several years. When the harvest time came, he sent one of his men to the farm to collect his share of the crops. But the tenants beat him up and sent him back empty-handed. Then he sent another, but the same thing happened. He was beaten up and insulted and sent away without collecting. A third man was sent and the same thing happened he too was wounded and chased away what should i do the owner asked himself i know i'll send my cherished son surely they will show respect for him but when the tenants saw his son they said this is our chance this fellow will inherit all the land when his father dies come on let's kill him and then it will be ours So they dragged him out of the vineyard and killed him. What do you think the owner will do? I'll tell you, he will come and kill them and rent the vineyard to others. But they would never do a thing like that, his listeners protested. Jesus looked at them and said, Then what does the scripture mean when it says, The stone rejected by the builders was made the cornerstone? And he added, Whoever stumbles over that stone shall be broken, and those on whom it falls will be crushed to dust. When the chief priests and religious leaders heard about this story he had told, they wanted to arrest him immediately, for they realized that he was talking about them. They were the wicked tenants in his illustration, but they were afraid that if they themselves arrested him, there would be a riot, So they tried to get him to say something that could be reported to the Roman governor as reason to arrest him. Watching their opportunity, they sent secret agents pretending to be honest men. They said to Jesus, Sir, we know what an honest teacher you are. You always tell the truth and don't budge an inch in the face of what others think, but teach the ways of God. Now tell us is it right to pay taxes to the Roman government or not? He saw through their trickery and said, Show me a coin. Whose portrait is this on it? And whose name? They replied, Caesar's, the Roman emperor's. They said, Then give the emperor all that is his, but give to God all that is his. Thus their attempt to outwit him before the people failed. And marveling at his answer, they went silent. Then some Sadducees, men who believed that death is the end of existence, that there is no resurrection, came to Jesus with this. The laws of Moses state that if a man dies without children, the man's brother shall marry the widow, and their children will legally belong to the dead man to carry on his name. We know of a family of seven brothers. The oldest married and then died without any children. His brother married the widow, and he too died. Still no children. And so it went, one after the other, until each of the seven had married her and died, leaving no children. Finally, the woman died also. Now here is our question. Whose wife will she be in the resurrection? For all of them were married to her. Jesus replied, Marriage is for people here on earth, but when those who are counted worthy of being raised from the dead get to heaven, they do not marry, and they never die again. In these respects, they are like angels and are sons of God, for they are raised up in new life from the dead. But as to your real question whether or not there is a resurrection, Why, even the writings of Moses himself prove this. For when he describes how God appeared to him in the burning bush, he speaks of God as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. To say that the Lord is some person's God means that person is alive, not dead. So from God's point of view, all men are living. Well said, sir remarked some of the experts in the Jewish law who were standing there, and that ended their questions, for they dared ask no more. Then he presented them with a question. Why is it, he asked, that Christ the Messiah is said to be the descendant of King David? For David himself wrote in the book of Psalms, God said to my Lord, the Messiah, sit at my right hand until I place your enemies beneath your feet. How can the Messiah be both David's son and David's God at the same time? Then with the crowds listening, he turned to his disciples and said, Beware of these experts in religion, for they love to parade in their dignified robes and to be bowed to by people as they walk along the street, and how they love the seats of honor in the synagogues and at religious festivals. But even while they are praying long prayers, With great outward piety, they are planning schemes to cheat widows out of their property. Therefore, God's heaviest sentence awaits these men. This chapter is powerful. Simply powerful testimonies of the days leading up to Jesus' last moments as the Son of Man here on earth. The ruling religious leaders are getting more and more disturbed by Jesus telling stories that are pretty clear that the villains are the powerful elite of Jewish society. Yes, anyone who is a bully often gets nasty when a righteous one confronts them. Those bullies will do whatever it takes to discredit or to silence that one. Truth be told, there is nothing new under the sun even some almost 2,000 years since this took place. Each time that Jesus proclaimed that he would be killed and rise again, those around him poo-pooed him. Similar to those who have boldly stood up and pointed out since the worldwide narrative regarding the pandemic and the solution that was never tested by true scientific tests and data, they were called conspiracy theorists, fear mongers they were accused of spreading misinformation and yes those who had the power to the ears of the masses shut them up by doing all that they could to discredit the brave dissenters how you may ask so here's one example insurance companies no longer would allow those medical professionals to be approved doctors And if they were not approved doctors, then they could not be paid through the insurance. Therefore, if you wanted treatment, you needed to pay that doctor cash. And yes, I did my own deep dive on the available pros and cons. And I sought the care of a medical doctor who had been blacklisted by the insurance agencies. And when people like me continued to pay the doctor's cash for treatment, many lost their license to practice medicine that comes from government down for those that used those doctors that used social media as their platform to speak their peace the social media regime canceled them and thanks to elon musk's acquisition of twitter we also now know that the government colluded to shut people up and to make them go silent and friends If being a truth-teller and one who desires to share God's truth to those around him, we need to be prepared to be canceled. It is happening everywhere, and as the stage continues to be set for the final chapters of Satan's reign of earth and what is foretold in the book of Revelation begins to happen, anyone who speaks Jesus and the truths from God's word we'll be in danger of being canceled, silenced, or like Jesus, terminate it. No, we don't have to be concerned about that stuff because it's all in the future. Just, we need to be aware that what happened in Jesus' time to cancel the good news will happen again as the time gets closer to the game end for Satan's time to mess with the earth is nearing. And for those who choose Jesus, we have no worries because God is greater than anything evil can throw at us. God will fill our mouth with the words we are to speak. He will show us how and where to walk it out at the point that we need to know. With that thought in mind, I want to share a lesson that Corey Tenboom learned from her dad as a young girl. The Ten Boom family lived in the Netherlands during World War I and World War II. The family's trade was in watchmaking. Papa Ten Boom traveled each Monday to Amsterdam to check the official time according to the Naval Observatory to make sure that their watches were always correct. When Corey's mom died, she began to worry about death. And this is an excerpt from The Hiding Place, the book that Corey Ten Boom talks about her life. Father sat down on the edge of the narrow bed. Corey, he began gently. When you and I go to Amsterdam, when do I give you your ticket? I sniffed a few times considering this. Why, just before we get on the train. Exactly. And our wise father in heaven knows that we're going to need things too. Don't run out ahead of him, Cory. When the time comes that some of us will have to die, You will look into your heart and find the strength you need just in time. Yes, we do not have to concern ourselves with what may or may not happen in the future. Daddy God will prepare us for that moment if we will just trust him to lead us faithfully. God is good all the time and all the time God is good. Yes, there is so much more here in this chapter And if you have thoughts or questions, be sure to reach out through one of our contact methods to ask or to share. The Facebook PsalmsCast page is a great platform to get engaged with others. Hopefully you have enjoyed today's reading. I hope you will share it with others about this daily bonus to PsalmsCast called December Miracle, so they too can experience meeting Jesus each day as we head into the thick of the holidays. In just a moment, I'll share some contact information for those who are interested. But for the rest of you today, it's a wrap. I am Denise. I love you and I appreciate you. Have a blessed night and God bless. See you tomorrow for chapter 21. The Psalmscast contact methods are as follows. To call or to text or if you're using WhatsApp, the number is 1470 Two four zero one five zero nine. The email is psalmscast at gmail.com. Psalmscast does have a Facebook page where you can share your thoughts, you can interact with others, and of course, do the normal Facebook stuff like follow and share. If you enjoyed the podcast, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a day.